ages. I shall create the illest... of the Marty Sports Podcast. Woo-hoo-hoo. It is another in fuego day in the hottest city in the world. It is September 4th. We're looking at highs of 94. Oh, here we go. We're looking at highs of 94. Looking like I think, I think they said it was going to be lows of ML81. Look like we're going to have about a 40% chance of rain today. If you know, if you're not aware, this is officially season 6, episode 13, excerpt 206 of the Mighty Sports Podcast. And oh man, do we have a big show for you today. I mean, listen, Brooklyn's definitely going to be in the house today. We're going to bring that full talk to Dallas. And we just did that, man. But we're going to bring that full talk to Dallas. We're going to bring up that one time in basketball camp, of course. And we may even get some U.S. Open in there if, if, if time permits. But you know what I say. Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My team, sports. Your first topic of the day, because you know I didn't want to talk about it yesterday. You know I didn't... First of all, first of all, please, Yo, apparently a Steve goes to Brooklyn. And... I told myself I was going to leave this alone yesterday. I told myself I wasn't going to touch this topic yesterday because yesterday I had a feel good I had a feel good story yesterday and I already got my first caller coming up. I told him what's going on Cutler. As you already know, we're talking about the first topic of the day. A Steve goes to Brooklyn. And it blew up the whole entire sports world. And I was pretty perturbed about this yesterday. I mean, do you want to go first or do you want me? And you know, I'm going first because listen, this is how we start. Listen. I'm not quite sure what Brooklyn is thinking here. On hiring a coach, a head coach of, for Kevin Durant, 
and Tyree Irvin. We're talking about temperamental squared with no coaching experience whatsoever. I can't, I can't tell you the shock on my face when I first heard this news. Cause you guys, I think you guys was on the air with me. I thought you know you weren't, no you weren't, no you weren't. We weren't on the air yet. The shock that I, the shock on my face was, oh shit, Steve, uh, Steve Nash goes to Brooklyn. Yeah, in case you're wondering, Steve Nash gets hired as the Brooklyn Nets head coach. That is the breaking news. That is the breaking news of the day, right? Well, and my first thought was like, oh, they must have hired him as one of their assistant, uh, one of on one of their assistant staff. So you know, I, I throw on the sports center so I can make sure I can read a nice little tickler coming up on the bottom. And nah, it ain't him part of the staff. He's the head coach of the whole fucking team. Oh yes, yeah, TGI Friday. Yes, 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 yes. I don't give a fuck Friday. We gonna we gonna throw some f bombs away. I got my first caller cutting. Talk to me. You wanted to talk Brooklyn? Talk to me. Talk to me, B. I just don't get any. I just don't get it. You thought they would have learned their lesson from Jason Kidd. You know, not to hire an inexperienced uh, head coach. I guess they're the kings of it, though. So it doesn't matter. So it's 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 it's, it's a mind numbing. I mean, one thing I didn't realize was, or at least I did not know, was that uh, he was a player developmental coach with Golden State, and he developed a rapport. Yeah, with, um, yeah, so not even like a, not, yeah, not even like an assistant coach, a developmental coach. So he was like helping them on their dribble. He was helping them with his yeah. shooting. He was help. That's what he was helping them with. Yeah, I, I, I just, like I said, dude, I, I just don't get it. I mean, it's, it's mind numbing to me how a team that was on, that's on the come up. You know, you got. Two of the biggest free agents from last year, and you can't do anything with it. Like, it, that makes no sense. You know, like, my team! So, like, you literally would have thought that they would have learned their lesson. I mean, for the longest time in the world, there's this been this rumor about um, Pop going to Brooklyn. So, let me give you the list of people that they passed up. Right? Cause and that's probably what also made this kind of shocking is that this may have come from left field. Because there was there was um Ty Lu's name out there. Greg Popovich's name is potentially out there. Mark Jackson's name's still out there. The Gundy brothers name still floating out there. And both of them said they still wanted to coach. Um Nate McMillan names out there. You still had Jason Kidd out there. You had Sam Cassell out there technically. And also, Jacques Vaughn. These are all the coaches that tech, all of the potential people in, that, that, could, that could have possibly, and I not just coach the Brooklyn Nets, right? We're talking about who could be the possible coach for the, for the New Orleans. When New Orleans is thinking about their coaching candidates, you're expecting probably somebody out of one of these names to be met. You know what I mean? Like, this is the coaching pool that's out there right now. And you get Steve Nash? And, yeah, like I said, what? Like, and don't think this is like Steve. So I, I even get to this. Like, not only does he have no experience, right? Like, like I said, he wasn't even assistant. He was, he was, he, he, he was a players consultant. You know what? Basically, you, 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 like, so 
Let's let's actually let's start here with Steve, with, with Steve Kerr because don't don't compare this to Steve Kerr. But this this revolves all around Steve Kerr. Don't compare this to Steve Kerr getting the job in Golden State at all. This isn't like that because even Steve Kerr was at least an assistant. At least Steve Kerr, the people that he was coached under. Um, I'm, I'm about to say Mark Jackson, but it's not Mark Jackson. Um, 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 um Phil Jackson, and Greg Popovich. When you, when a person wins four rings with these guys, was it four or five rings he has? Who? Steve Kerr. Five, four. He won three with he won three with the Bulls and then one with San Antonio. Okay, so four rings, right? A guy that has four rings, you can okay. He at least knows something about winning because the reason why they kind of got rid of Mark Jackson, while Mark Jackson was a really good point guard, he never really knew what it took. He didn't know what it took personally to get over that hump. He was never really in that, really in a winning in a winning environment. He was just in really good coaches, and that's what he built—a really good culture. Steve Kerr, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I know it was mighty. Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, um. I'm gonna get to that. That's my women's fantasy league hitting me up. I'm glad they finally started to respond. <laughs> um, are you joining the fantasy league this year? Oh, you never sent me any information. Okay, so I, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna need your email address, and I'll make sure I send that to you. I, I, had, I had to confirm that, yeah, because I, I just got them open this week. Um, actually, no, maybe I got them open last week. I got them open last week. Open them up last week. So, at least Steve Kerr came from a championship environment. Versus just really good cultures, and that's basically what Golden State got transformed from. Really good culture. Wasn't he an assist? Wasn't he like an assistant coach though, or didn't he do some stuff like that? Or and, and exactly, yes. And Steve Kerr was actually an assistant coach, not just there to make somebody feel comfortable. You understand? Remember that? I normally don't do this, but you make me feel so comfortable. I normally don't like to play defense, but Steve Nash, you make me feel so comfortable because that's what it is. Because we already know that. Because, see, once I heard that he, he was the consultant there, I realized he's the guy that made Kevin Durant feel comfortable. Because we know that he wasn't comfortable with Steve Kerr. Him and Steve Kerr kind of had a beef. Like, he felt offish from Steve Kerr. So Steve Nash is the guy that made him feel comfortable. And that's the guy that you don't get at least just hired to come make you feel comfortable more. You come get hired as your head coach? Like, like to be honest with you, that's some Nick shit. That, oh, is, that is that is some Knickerbocker shit. That is some Nick Jet Met shit right there. <laughs> All day long. That's, That's some Nick shit. I just got I just got Tony Hawk, so I'm reliving some memories. Oh, actually, today's NBA 2K day. NBA 2K day. So NBA 2K 21 just dropped today. I have it. <coughs> I have it downloaded and waited that. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> that as soon as I'm done playing this game, I'm going to hop on 2K. If you guys haven't got 2K, at least get that. Listen, if you don't have NBA 2K and you're a golf fan, they have NBA 2K golf now. I mean NBA 2K golf. They have 2K golf now as well. So go, listen, 2K got those gaming, those gaming, those sports products that you really need and you want. Go buy those 2K games. They are the shit. And when you buy them, don't waste time. Buy VC. Buy VC. Get your guy up there immediately. Buy VC. And, and, and let's go. And just let you guys know, I have to give a disclaimer. I own 2K stock, okay? <laughs> hey, at least you put that out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not just out here promoting them for no reason. Like, they need to, like, I wish, like, like yo, yo, Ronnie. Ronnie, 
Not my boy Ronnie. Not not not, not Ronnie Two Thrills Mills. Ronnie Two K. Right? No Phil's Mills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, some. Yeah. But that is some Knicks shit. Like I heard this and I was like, Yo, thank God the Knicks didn't do this. Thank God the Knicks hired Tom Tick. Like for once the Knicks got it right. Like goddamn. But Nick, but I'm, I'm like, yeah, but you're I literally, you're literally undoing everything that you just did. Like everything you have been doing for the last couple of years, you're literally undoing. And whatever culture you, whatever culture your super was now built in Brooklyn, you're showing that no, there's no culture. Any temperamental superstar could come in there and dictate their terms. That doesn't happen in Golden State. That doesn't happen in Miami. That doesn't happen in L.A. Well. That doesn't kind of really happen in a, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't happen in the teams that win, for real, for real, for real, for real. What's going on, Sega? But yeah, it's I, I just don't get it. I mean, you, you know, honestly, who knows how far along the way they were to get up? Let's be real on that. Okay, to me, that was a pipe dream. It really was. But I mean. <laughs> The season is still going on. You absolutely could have seen my apologies. I'm not quite sure if you guys um, know this, but um, um, out of all the schools that I go to, right, the number one school that I, that I truly love to talk about for what they've done for me is the Nate Dogg School of Medicine. And that is because from the moment that I walked into that campus, from the day that I left, and even to this day, their motto has always been one thing and one thing only, and that is to smoke weed every day. <laughs> I know you wonder where I'll be going with that sometimes. <laughs> no, who, me? Oh, oh, no. I already know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, my co-host, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you guys are news to me by now, you guys already know how you know how this setup goes. Especially when I as soon as I say Nate Dogg School of Medicine, that, that should be that should bring you the trick. Like, oh that's where he's going. <laughs> Absolutely. But Absolutely. even more so, let me ask you this, right? Because for the people that want to compare it to Steve Kerr. Let me ask you this: What winning system? I see why they want to. What winning system is Steve Nash is going to teach them? Uh, the school of uh, the triangle offense that failed when he was with the Lakers. I don't know. Cause at least Steve Kerr had, <laughs> at least Steve Kerr had, had had Greg Popovich and 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 Phil Jackson. And and as much as Phil Jackson. Like, like, loves to shove his um his triangle. He also realized his triangle was going to work for the kind of stars that he had at the time. You know what I mean? Like, I, later on in his, in his career, he got stubborn and was trying to just force it down your throat. But he realized it worked for these stars. Right. But what's, what's Steve Nash going to go, go run? The, the, the Dan Tony system? The seven seconds or less? I mean... Because I Dan Tony... I mean, that, that may sound sweet for Kyrie, but the Dan Tony system ain't winning. When is the Dan Tony system? No. The Dan Tony system didn't win for him, and then they got a better version of him in 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 in, in who may be one of the best, like considered the top five shooting guards. By the time we finished watching him play, and fucking, and I don't like to say that about him flippantly because he's Mr. Failed in City as well. Every time you talk about him after every single playoff city, there's only one thing that you can really say about this man is that you have failed this city. <laughs> And so he got a better version of him and James Harden, and he still can't win in his system. So you're going to teach him what? The seven seconds or less system? They, I mean, Kevin Durant already knows. I mean, I guess they're going to try to teach Golden State system. But is Kyrie Irving going to do that? Because Kyrie, because not for nothing, 
Kyrie Irving is the kind of player that thrives on the D'Antoni system. Because he never has to pass the ball. He could dribble the air out of the ball every single night. And that's what Steve Nash was. Steve Nash was a pounder of the ball. Like, like, like if, if, if the basketball was pussy, Steve Nash would have 42 kids. How much he pounded that goddamn ball. <laughs> Out here. <laughs> I thought of it like that. <laughs> he pounded the air out of that motherfucker. Like, like the only reason why I'm assuming that air is still in the basketballs that he has is because he learned how to air bend. <laughs> so, Brooklyn Nets, after years of doing the right thing, they do the most Nick thing finally. ever. They do the most the Nick. They, finally, they, finally got their, they got their act together, finally. You know? Yeah, they did. And I'm gonna say this. I got their act together, and all of a sudden they go, "Yeah, yeah let's just f it up in one shot." I, I I don't think this is gonna last. I don't think this is gonna work for more than half a season. I don't think this lasts a season. Which, like I said, and point of reason, and not for nothing. If Steve Nash goes to New Orleans, I don't feel so bad. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, young point guard trying to teach team. a young team. You know what I mean? Because where they're at, they can kind of grow together. Steve Nash. Who's never coached before? Who doesn't even have a system? They've just, they've just exploded this whole entire culture, and now you got three years with Kevin Durant and 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 and, and Kyrie Irving. You're gonna try to make that work. He ain't gonna be the coach for long. I'm telling you, he may not last one full season. And the guy that you and, and the guy that was the that, that was the interim coach in, in 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 Vaughn is now going back to being the fucking assistant coach. Yeah, he is. This is dysfunction. And listen, take it from somebody that used to be a Jets fan. Take it from somebody that is a Knicks fan. This is dysfunction at its finest. This is giving up five first-round picks for 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 Agent Paul Pierce and 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 and, and, and Kevin Garnett and somebody else at the top. Like this is that like, all over again. Is it New York? Like, 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 do, like, do the motherfuckers just start, like, what the fuck? Dude, like I said, I don't know what. This isn't, like, I understand they have to get the, they have to get the coach to start moving this team forward. I don't think Steve Nash is that coach. And that's no, the problem. I don't sorry. think Steve Nash is that coach. To, to go ahead and take this team to not only possibly win while you have these guys here, but also build the culture that you need necessary to continue a winning environment like what happened in Miami once those two stars leave. Because if that's not the case, then we're talking about within the next four years, they're going to have at least three more coaches. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, like I said, it's like that the dude from um, San Antonio in the beginning didn't work out, you know? Which I don't understand how he worked out. It's the fact that they didn't want to listen to him. That's what I'm saying. Because like, when... I just don't get it. Yeah, because before they got there, literally before... Let's say this. Before Kyrie got there, that team listened to him. That team was a playoff team. With, with Kyrie running that system, that team is not a playoff team. With Spencer Dimwiller running that system, that team was a playoff team. You tell me where Spencer Dimwiller compares to Kyrie Irving based off the skills that you've seen there. Kyrie Irving is a team killer. Whatever, and, and I'm going to say this again. Ty, Kyrie Irving is a team killer. They, they said this in Brooklyn. When Kyrie Irving is on the court. Now tell me how this sounds. 
Oh, oh, when Kyrie Irving's on the court, we really don't have anything that we run. It's kind of like Kyrie does his thing and, and make and, and create opportunities yeah. for everybody. That means they're not running any offense because Kyrie doesn't want to run it, run any of his sets. That was mm-hmm. in that that was within the first ten games of Kyrie Irving being there. But Kyrie Irving is scoring fifty in his first game was a loss. I'm sorry, we just what? saw from Spider Donovan Mitchell what fifty in a loss looks like. And it ain't that. <sighs> so uh, it's, it's just it's it's it's, it's numbing as a person. Like you like we were just saying, they're on the come up, but then it's like for every like two steps they take, it's like three back. Is that your team, Brooklyn? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So. So like like this so so this bothers me right because whatever everybody and whatever everybody thinks Kyrie is right I say that if, if if you guys are a Naruto fan right I'm gonna say this Kyrie Irving has has performed a genjutsu on you basically <laughs> if you're a Spider Man fan Kyrie Irving is Mysterio this is all an illusion. If you're a Leonardo DiCaprio fan, this is all inception, right? Whatever it is, it's make-believe. It is fake, whatever you think about Kyrie Irving. And, and all of it stems around one moment, one shot that he made while playing with LeBron. And that is because the story of Kyrie Irving still gets overshadowed by the story of LeBron. And you keep telling Kyrie's story from the point of view from LeBron. And then you but you're giving Kyrie Irving all of the credit for it. LeBron James left Cleveland. And Cleveland sucked. Yes. But Cleveland then got who you guys considered one of the best point guards in the league. We saw what one of the best point guards in the league does with an Oklahoma City team. We saw what one of the best point guards did with that Oklahoma City team before a better point guard than him did with had that Oklahoma City team. <laughs> we saw what good point guards did in Memphis. We saw what good point guards have done in Portland. We saw what good point guards do to the players around them in Golden State. When your team consistently gets number one pick, or top three to five picks every single year. I'm sorry, how many number one picks? Kyrie Irving, number one pick. Um, 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 Wiggins, number one pick. Dude, they had so three I number one picks out of... I always said, I said for the longest time that I've always felt like that was a giant conspiracy to where they gave Cleveland all those number one picks just because LeBron left. I've, been, I've always said that. So, so like, so you listen to me, like that's three number, they got three number one picks, I think, in four years. And the year LeBron James left, they had the number one pick and the number three pick or the number four pick, I think, because they got Thompson in that same draft. Right? So. Uh, I think so. They got Thompson in the same draft as Kyrie Irving. I know that much. So, in four years, they had five, top five fucking picks with somebody that you considered the best point guard leading them in Kyrie Irving. And yet, he led them only to first, no, you know what I mean? Potentially, oh, number one pick, number one pick, and then number, like, you understand? That's what Kyrie Irving did. Yeah. That's the story of Kyrie Irving. Then fast forward it to 
Boston. There are three point guards not named Kyrie Irving that ran that system better than Kyrie Irving. You saw one of them in Isaiah fucking Thomas. Like, like you saw, you saw it again in Kim, like, like, like even before Kimba got there. Who, um, who, um, 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 who the fuck was there before? So before Cleveland, Kevin never went to Cleveland or who? Boston. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking about Boston. I'm talking about Boston. I'm talking oh. about Boston. So we seen him automatically make a Boston team worse. You see how that Boston team looked when he was injured. And they had to have a backup point guard running, and that's who, and that's who I'm thinking of at the top. Everybody oh. looked better in that system than Kyrie Irving. Yet, well, what's his name was on the team too at the same time, Gordon Hayward. Um, um, was Gordon Hayward on, on that Boston? Team? Yeah, I think I think he had made it over to that. I think he had made it over to that team by then. But you understand, yeah, like, did. like this, this is this is who you're considering one of the best point guards. He's a really nice scorer. But like that's all Kyrie Irving is a really nice scorer. He's a, like for the ball hog that you guys call Melo, no, Kyrie Irving is the ball hog. And what he does does not equate to his team winning. It never has. It never ever has. Kyrie Irving is a team killer. And 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 and, and listen, and, and speaking of people that 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 are that are, that are no longer with organizations, right? Did you guys hear, right? Breaking news, right? I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you saw this or not. Adrian Peterson gets, gets cut by Washington. Bro, I just saw that today and I drafted him. <laughs> so Adrian Peterson gets cut by Washington. So you so the Washington team is Washington team all just like you said, if you've already done your draft. Right for your fantasy, then you're gonna have to go out there and, and find yourself another running back unless he finds himself what in Tampa Bay. I feel it seems like that's the thing to do. Everybody just runs to Tampa Bay. Leonard Fournette, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Like, get off Tom Brady's fucking dick. God, you gonna make me hate Tampa Bay all of a sudden. I, I, I used to love talking about James Winston, man. I don't even want to talk about Tampa Bay anymore. Right. So let's so let's move on to Denver Clippers, right? Because we're finally, 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 finally. Getting these game ones um, taking place in the West. And can I just say this? From the, right now, I'm just going to say this. I don't think any, any, any second round matchup is, is going to go past five games. Really? Yeah. There's one potentially. Um, I don't think any of them should, is going to go past five games. Interesting. So. I have that so like Denver Clippers. Yeah, I got I got Clippers in five. Like and this this is gonna be like this this is this is just gonna be this is just gonna be warm up for the Lakers. But also, I feel the same way about Houston, LA. That's just gonna be warm up for the Clippers. Like Joker put up 14 points, he played 29 minutes, he had three um three rebounds, three assists, no blocks, no steals. Do you realize that Montrose Harrell played um outplayed him with ten less minutes? Honestly, dude, not really, just because like I haven't been watching. I've been playing video. I've been getting back into video games a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, this is why you gotta get yourself a second TV. You got to get yourself like a second bullshit mini TV or something. So, so that you put the so you put sports on on the side and you play. Listen, that's what that's what I end up having to do, right? Like like it started out right. it started out being for all sports because I wanted to watch two different things at once, and then I and then it ended up realized being that. 
this is really good. This is really great for being able to like play video games and still watch all of my sports because I used to have to compromise. Like, okay, I need to watch sports to catch up, but I really, I really want to try to win this third championship in 2K. Like, <laughs> so. Of course. <laughs> So then I was like, you know what? This helps me do both. I can watch this game and, and like play 2K like in my sleep. Like <laughs> go on the season one. I'm like, okay, like just just run the me? offense. So, bro, like I'm telling you, it's like because I haven't played like of course like Tony Hawk is like the game. So it's like and it's like all remastered. It's fucking looks dope. Ah, that's like they do have the remastered one. Yeah, but you're it's, on PlayStation, it's, it's right? Cool because, huh? You're on Xbox. I'm tripping. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's like, so it was just in the warehouse, right? And I'm at the school. But it's like the warehouse looks so cruddy. And, like, the funny part is, though, it's like, they even say, it's like, yeah, it's been a long time since anybody's been here, but it's home. And, but, like, it's just like you could tell that, like, the way they're redoing it is, like, making it new, but keeping that old school feel to it. Because it's like, hey, like we said, um, What's it called? We um we haven't been here in a long time. That's why it looks like shit, but it's still home to us. Ah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. No, that's up. Like that's 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 really fucking dope. That's really fucking dope. <clears throat> what what yeah, um what what brand are they on? Or what rec- what label are they under? What do you mean? What label are they under? Um, Activision. Oh, okay, okay. That's a good stock to own. Are you a video game company, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Activision. You know, like Bad Boy, Rockefeller. You know, Activision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take dude, two. Dude, I'm still waiting for. That. Dude, I'm still waiting for that game to come out. Which one? De- um, Vendetta Four. Of course. Oh, I'm. I was joking about that. I, I still, even... I still, I still, dude. I'm, <laughs> apparently, like for the longest time, I know we're getting off topic, but like apparently for like the longest time. Um, they actually had it ready, and like Def Jam was like, if we can get a million followers or a million retweets, I forget what it was, but it's like, if we can get a million of something, we're going to give you guys some news. And of course, they already hit it, but they haven't said anything about it yet, of course. And people are like, um, bro, we gave you the millions that you, the million that you wanted, so give us the news that we want. Would it be Vendetta 4? Of course. Or is it Vendetta 3? No, apparently it could be a, um, a remake. Oh, okay. So, I, would, I can even take knows? that. Okay, Google, mute my TTV. There we go. Everything I have is my TV. I don't have that 900. Screw you, I had, I had that 900 landed. So, so, let's, like, so let's... So, I feel like a kid again. I, I, I can understand. So... Talk about, uh, like, like that... continuing, like, with Devil Lake. Because talk, talk about, like, just doing whatever he wants. Right? Kawhi Leonard, 12 for 16, 29 points. Under 30 minutes. Right. Three, um, three rebounds, three assists, one, um, one steal, two blocks. Uh-huh. But literally, Montrose Harold outplays the Joker with only playing 19 minutes. The Joker plays 29 minutes. Joker puts up 14 points, three rebounds, three assists. Montrose Howard's fourteen, um, fifteen points, three rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. That's a pretty damn good number, bro. And speaking of doing whatever they want, right? Speaking of doing whatever they want, the, the mighty, mighty fantasy. fantasy. Oh wait, 
That's not the right one. Hey, ladies. Where the ladies at? Yeah. Where the ladies at? U.S. Open has started. Women's Tennis Association is going on. And speaking of doing whatever you want, Serena Williams, she beat Margarita Gasparania in straight set, 6-2, Like it was nothing. Light work. Like straight light work. Talking about no calories, no nothing. <laughs> well, of course not, bro. It's fucking Serena. But there were some upsets, though, in the U.S. Open. There were some upsets by a couple of ranked individuals. Um, ranked 10, um, Gabrine Magruza from Spain. She loses in straight sets to unranked. Um, well, didn't like, the number one player in the world um, lose or something, I think? I didn't see that as of yet. But I know Coco Golf. I know Coco Golf got eliminated early already. Um, Svetlana, I'm sorry. That's a good shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. So Svetlana Perokova. Um, she um she upset Gabrine Magrova seven five six three. Also number five seed um Aranya Sabalenka. She also upset Victoria. No, she was upset by Victoria. As a ranker in straight sets six, six one six three, and also number nine seed Johanna Conta, she was upset by Serena Kirstia in three sets six two seven six six four. Hey ladies. Shit. But also upset that that they couldn't. Go up 3-0 after being in a perfect position had to be the Boston Celtics. That who would allow game three to slip through their fingers. Even as playoff Lowry was in full effect. And playoff Lowry isn't a compliment, by the way. <laughs> as in a playoff Lowry is in full effect. Toronto still managed to win as 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 Boston just blunders. An inbound play with, with with very little time to go. But this is one of those series that I don't feel like this is the only series that I feel like may go more than more than five. But even this series, I'm like, Toronto got lucky to win here. I feel like this should be this will be done in five. Toronto can't will themselves Bro. enough. Bro, what the, the heat. Oh. Fuck. I listen, mean, we, we, I mean we know they're good. I'm, I'm leaving the heat shit. for last. The heat are uh. I don't know. No, no, we can we can go heat because listen, we only got like twenty, like nineteen minutes left in the show today, and I don't know how many of this stuff we're gonna get, how many of this stuff we're gonna be able to get to. But there's one thing I do want to let you guys know. I mean, if there's nothing else that I do get to, I want you all to remember the change you want begins with you. Your vote matters, so don't just register to vote. Go out and vote. And begin making the change you want. Promise this game. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and speaking of changes, right? Speaking of change, there's been a change in. The, there's been a change not only in the quarterback position in New England. It sounds like there's been a change in the attitude of Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah, what the hell's up with that, bro? Like all of a sudden, Bill Belichick is over here. Sounded like Buddy Love. <laughs> like, just. Yeah! Yeah! 
never knew he could talk positive about a person before like this. Yeah. It is almost like he has a like he has a like if I would have known better, sound like he has a man crush. <laughs> but oh my that's goodness, a good way of saying it, you know? like Jesus, like is this? Listen, if if Bill Belichick starts adding scarves to his sleeveless sweaters, we already know what's happening, right? <laughs> Fashionable scarves yeah. to his sleeveless sweaters. <laughs> oh man! But Cam Newton has officially now been 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 named the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. He's yeah, also been officially named the the captain of the New England Patriots as well. And oh, really? yes, he's been named the captain as well. And Bill Belichick has come out saying that listen, he yeah. has not, he has not seen a person that's worked harder than Cam Newton. He's not hasn't seen a better a, a better locker room guy, better teammate so far than Cam Newton. Like he um. He said the people, whatever was said about him in Auburn and what people had said about him in Carolina, it's all true. He is a great teammate, one of the hardest workers, first in, last out, you know what I mean? All that shit. I'm like, okay, okay. Tom Brady over there, like, listen, I got mm-hmm. listen, what I don't care what the fuck you say. I got the most weapons I've ever had in my life and I couldn't be happier. And, and it's warm down here. <laughs> and the guy before me just threw 30 interceptions. Like, psh, I could do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I came down here and and renamed it Tampa Bay and they ate it up. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah, so I don't know if I have time to get into the NBA awards, right? So I'm gonna hold off on these NBA awards, and we may come back and retouch this on Monday. Maybe some more awards may come up because I definitely want to make sure. I definitely want to make sure that I I leave us enough time to talk about that one time. In basketball camp. And <laughs> okay. the one time in basketball camp where LeBron James is going to get a championship shoved up his ass, right? But the one time in basketball camp, we're going to stop at our first station in basketball camp. And in basketball camp, the first station that we have is the upset station. And this is where good teams go to get eliminated. And <laughs> <laughs> this is the Miami Heat versus Milwaukee Bucks. Basketball camp has every... Listen, if this was regular and there had to be travel, I would probably say this is going to go seven games and Milwaukee finds a way to will this out. In basketball camp, where this is just nothing but focus, who has who from top down has always had the better culture, who has the better coach, who has the better focused players? Who can keep his team more galvanized? Who has the most versatile players? That's the Miami. This is why once basketball camp started, and also once I saw Milwaukee oh, lose to Orlando, and I lose that first game to Orlando, I was like, there's no way you lose that first game to Orlando and think you're going to get past the Miami Heat. You are not getting through Florida losing to Orlando like that. You may be paying your tolls. In Orlando, but you about to get pulled over and arrested in South Beach. <laughs> like, keep traveling now that 95, ho. You about to find some problems. <laughs> what you finna do? Like, that's what's going on right now to them. And you know me, I don't like to talk this well about my about the Miami Heat, but I have to embody the spirits of the Miami Miamians right now. And this is what was going on, right? You ain't going through Florida like that, B. No. Not, yeah, not this in this culture for years. So. <laughs> exactly. You know? This is a team that continued to be a playoff team once LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosch was no longer on the team. You would have 
if you normally say that to any other team, actually, you look at most of these other teams, and and they can't function. Not Miami. I'm, I'm no, impressed. Not at all. I'm actually impressed. Like, like, we'll go ahead and give you one. And that's it. Fuck. Hey, my headphones are about to die. I'm out. It's okay. It's alright. It's alright. Now, yeah, alright, B. I appreciate you um, I'm coming on to the show. Listen, you know you're welcome here anytime that anytime the show is on. Mondays, Tuesdays, what Thursdays and Fridays, that's at noonish. And on Wednesdays night we have our three hour special where we go on at eight oh seven PM. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hit you up. Alright, B. Now so far in, in, in this in this playoff matchup, thank you, B. In this playoff matchup, Jimmy Butler is out like, he's out playing Giannis, right? Like like the the numbers the numbers aren't gonna quite show, but overall he has his team just 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 playing better. He's out he's outplaying him. Giannis on the Cooper averaging twenty three point five points. <clears throat> well, Jimmy is um is averaging twenty six point five. And that's gonna be about the only place where you gotta get where you're gonna give Jimmy Butler the advantage. Giannis is averaging twelve um twelve rebounds, averaging six assists, um half a Half an assist and also one block. Now the now the crazy thing here is that obviously Jimmy Butler is gonna isn't gonna get anywhere close to to twelve rebounds a game. That's not his game. He's over here averaging three point five round rebounds a game and also four assists. But he's also getting two and a half steals a game. So you see both of these guys affecting the court where they're way where they're supposed to affect. Jimmy Butler being uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo being on the boards and, and and also also big in the assist area because he should be drawing defenders in enough to be able to kick it out to Chris Middleton or, or any other given shooters that he has except for Eric Bledsoe. Eric, so, Eric Bledsoe is a bum. Like I don't care what nobody says. Eric Bledsoe is a bum. Like like the fact that he let Eric Bledsoe or or, or they allowed themselves to be convinced to get, to bring back Eric Bledsoe one more year as as a contributing point guard or a contributing factor for that team and actually needed him to be able to win. That is one of your biggest mistakes ever. But but you guys are gonna just keep playing in, into Miami's hand. And right now Miami Miami is rocking the cradle right now and they are slowly putting you guys to sleep and they're just telling you guys, listen, loss after loss after loss, embarrassment after embarrassment after embarrassment. Brings Giannis Antetokounmpo one step closer to loving the life of South Beach. La Playas and Putas. Telling you. I have this series done in five. But once again, I this is no surprise. I have all of these series done in five. Now listen. I I that that game too should have went into into overtime. I, I can't I can't deny that. That game two should have went into overtime, but it didn't. And what we have now is Milwaukee trying to come back down, or trying to try, not trying to do what Toronto did, and trying not not going the whole three zero. Because if they go in the whole three zero, we know what's gonna happen. They're gonna come out there with the wobbly legs. They, 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 they listen. It's not, it's not gonna be a pretty picture for them. Now, also the game that's gonna the game that we're gonna have on tonight is also the first. Finally, I said because we we get the second we get the second half of the first game of the set the second half of the semifinals, right? So this is where for the West that is second half of the semifinals for the West as the Lakers finally take um take on the Houston Rockets, and if the LA Lakers are truly that dominant team, the same way they took. They took care of Portland. 
They need to take care of, of Houston. Houston's too small. I'm sorry. Be- between LeBron James, and I, and I get it, right, that they're going to try to find ways to, to put, to put um, not P.J. Brown, P.J. Tucker, like probably on LeBron for a good portion of the game. But between LeBron James and, 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 and Anthony Davis, and even Dwight Howard, this is a game. This is a matchup where I expect to see, where I expect to see Dwight Howard shine, because I'm sorry, Dwight Howard. Weren't you once an MVP of this game, Dwight Howard? Weren't you once an MVP of this game with the offense going through you in the paint, and you and that t- and that game t- were you, you surrounded by shooters, and that game take you to, to an NBA championship? Wasn't you that guy? They have oh, way too many individuals can't. that should be able to play in the paint and play big bully ball. And he also got one of the Morris twins. <laughs> so if you definitely need some bully ball, you know, they got one of the Morris twins as well. I see I see LA taking these games easily. Like, I don't know what's going on with Russ. Russ, Russ needs to get his shit together because they'll quickly lock down on James Harden. And you're going to see if James Harden is truly a star in this league or if James Harden is just going to be consistently known for the guy that we have to say that you have failed this city again and again and again and again but also listen it can't be completely his fault he's also playing with his with his best friend that has also been known you have failed this city and they're also being led by a head coach that is also being used to hearing you have failed this city so like this is failed your city cubed what are you supposed to do i got lakers in five like i said i have all of these second round matchups finishing in five games i don't see one of them going past five there's one possibly and that's Maybe Toronto. Because I'm, I'm giving them. I know. I'm, I know that was a mighty statement. Because I'm giving them championship pride. But that championship pride can go all the way if playoff Lowry continues to show up. <laughs> like, so, I don't, I don't have faith in Toronto. I don't have faith in Toronto. Like, Boston, Miami is how I see this happening, and obviously LA, LA. And then we'll see who we'll see who has the better team, and, who, and who's better coached, and who has the better organization. Oh, Danny Ainge or Pat Riley. We'll see which one of them is, is doing the be, is doing the better job, or Jerry West. We'll see which one of these guys are doing the better job, because somebody's gonna win. One oh, of those, one can't. of these three guys are gonna win. So now, good. I left myself just a little bit of time. And I'm, and, 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 and I'm happy for that because the NBA awards are slowly coming out and they're, they're, they're slowly starting to they're slowly starting to they're starting to, to make traction as, they, as they're starting to release name by name they, obviously they haven't released the MVP they haven't released they haven't released um the NBA first team, second teams, rookies, first team, second teams. But what they have released is coach of the year, defensive player of the year, most improved player of the year, and rookie of the year. And, 
it's in the rookie of the year that I that I really wanted to that, that I really wanted to go into just a little bit. So we're gonna go down the list, and we're gonna and I'm gonna pause at the rookie because this is the one where I, where I find where I find the funniest, right? So for the coach of the year, that goes to Toronto's coach um, Nick Nurse, and I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I fully agree because I guess everybody is feeling that they lost Kawhi Leonard that they didn't expect this team to do what they did, losing the MVP and Kawhi Leonard. But you for, you, you forget that Kawhi Leonard went to, uh, Toronto got Kawhi, oh, he made a basketball court. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard went to Toronto, or Toronto got Kawhi Leonard because they just needed one guy to help them get over the hump. This was a team that was consistently in the top three of the East. This is a team that believed that the only thing that was ever stopping them was LeBron James. So this is a team that once LeBron James wasn't along in the East, they took a full advantage of it, and they went and got the guy that stopped them in the past in Kawhi Leonard because when he was and happy in his team. This is a team that for five straight years before Kawhi Leonard was there, they were relevant in the East. This isn't no new team. This isn't a new powerhouse. Like 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 they they've been an underrespected. I, I could want to call them dynasty, but they've been a, a, a they've been an underappreciated, well-functioned or well-ran organization. And when they lost Kawhi Leonard, the only thing you wasn't worried about if they were going to be coached properly, you were hoping that you were hoping guys like Pascal Siakam and Scott and and, and and Scott Van Fleet, but on Van Fleet as I like to call him, right? You were hoping that. My team. You were hoping that those two would. You were hoping that those two would be able to. To, to exceed and raise and raise their level of play to what we saw of them in the playoffs because to stop making that sustainable play and even elevate it a little bit more so that both of them combined can start giving you what Kawhi Leonard had provided you that whole entire year or for 60 games that year and throughout the playoffs. You never worried about their coaching. Coaching was never the issue in Toronto. It was more about if these guys can fill a void. Toronto was already a good team. So the fact that Nick Nurse got, got coach of the year, like whatever. Like you say say what you want. Like I you I, I ain't gonna fully I, I ain't gonna fight you on it, but you, you there's some other people that, that could have gotten that, that that award. Like I like <laughs> there's there there are some there are some other teams that definitely could have could have gotten that award. Now Defensive player of the year went to Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? Wait, 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 where was my sound for that beat? Hit me, hit me, hit me that one time, just one time. There we go. So Giannis Antetokounmpo ended up going to, um, end up getting defensive player of the year award. Which, as, as I said the other day on the show, that he's probably the guy that, that misses Kobe more than anybody else. Because when the, when the media asks you, hey, this dude just dropped 40 on you. Um, did you ever think about guarding him? And he was like, no, I, I do whatever coach asked me. I never once, what, what, what would I think about that? It was because this dude was dropping 40 on your head, B. And right after that is when you need a Kobe to call you up and be like, well, yo, yo, you guard that motherfucker. And don't ever say that shit again. And just hang the fuck up. <laughs> and just go out there now and start taking, you know, I need 500 three-point shots and, five, and, and 500 free throws because, hey, you, you started to airball these shits too. So Giannis Antetokounmpo will come with Defensive Player of the Year. But, listen, Jimmy Butler don't care. He dropped 40 points on Defensive Player of the Year's head. 
<laughs> I really hate that Miami has Jimmy Butler because not only did I just start gaining respect for their culture recently, I have the utmost respect for Jimmy Butler. Man, Miami, you forced me to talk good about you way too much. Why can't you just have Dwayne Wade and LeBron and, and, and just make me be like, yo, of course you're gonna win. You have the you have you have the best small oh, forward and 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 one of, and the second best um, shooting guard in the league. Of course you're supposed to win. You 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 got you got two of the uh, past MVPs. Of course you're supposed to win. You got two of the guys that that have also won the scoring title in this league. Of course you're supposed to win. It's automatic. But when you do this shit with nobodies, what the fuck am I supposed to say but give you compliments? Cause I'm real. See. I had to bring you guys down oh, to earth when you guys were talking about LeBron. Like, of course you guys are supposed to win. Look who the fuck you have on that team. The fact that you didn't win four of them is a fucking embarrassment. The fact that you at least win three of them is a fucking embarrassment. You failed. You failed, motherfucker. You failed. <laughs> <laughs> but who would get the most improved player of the world? So I guess a lot of these awards um, are kind of up. Are kinda, I shouldn't say a lot of them. And so far, half of these awards have been up for... I've been up for question, and I, and oh, I can't remember who who I heard um, 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 Jay will um, talk, um, make make a make a hell of a case oh, for. Dang. I know my a mighty case for when it came to when it came to a most improved player. But the most improved player will go to Brandon Ingram, and once again, like Brandon, Brandon Ingram, did he really improve that much, or did he just finally have the right players around him, like LeBron James? One of the Morris twins, Anthony Davis, a little bit more space. You know what I mean? Um, learning how, learning how to like. He didn't really oh, improve. Like, like, there's some players that that really went from, like, that really went from like four points a game to 18 points a game on a starter, all of a sudden for their team. Like, that's improvement. But they give it to Brandon Ingram. You know, some of these things are sometimes you know fan fest. But the award, and this is gonna be the last thing that we talk about before we get off the air. The Rookie of the Year Award. The Rookie of the Year Award. I am so glad that they got this right. I am so glad that they got this right. Because if any way, shape, or form, Zion Williamson had won Rookie of the Year Award, or if it had even been close, I would have had to start questioning motherfuckers. For real, for real. You know what I mean? Like, I would literally have to start questioning motherfuckers and really start figuring out, what, what the hell are you guys doing? Seriously? Seriously. Seriously. But, nah. John Morant won... Yo, 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 yo I'm not gonna give it to anybody else, but he definitely deserves it. To John Morant... To John Morant to winning Rookie of the Year. And it was 99 to 1. 99 to 1 was the vote. And <laughs> sorry, it was 99 to 1 was the vote. And I'm telling you, I feel like the one person that voted for Zion Williamson was Ramona Shelburne. I don't know why but I feel like it was her. If it wasn't her, if, if, um, what's, what's, what's the LeBron, what's the LeBron cocksucker's name? Um, Winhurst. If Winhurst has a vote, if it wasn't, if it wasn't Ramona Shelburne, it was Brian Winhurst. One of those, it was one of those two motherfuckers that voted for him. I don't know which one, 
but I believe it was one of those two. Thank you for listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I, I listen. Our time is done here. We're like, we are done. I got, I got nothing else to give you guys. Like, like listen. I, 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 the, I know the phone lines are blowing up. I, I'm sorry. We got, we got to get. I only can give you an hour show. And plus, today is 2K day. And, and plus, I got, I got some. I got to finish up a class today. So I got to make sure I, I get this test in today. And I got to fully take on 2K day. And also, I got some bread to make. So we got, we got to work it all out today. But thank you for listening to the podcast. Oh, listen, remember, this, this is more important in today's times more than anything else. And and I want, and also, I make sure I have to give credit to Wale for this phrase. But let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. This is I'm your host, Tom Thoma. I tell the Mighty Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are out here. Yo, play my shit, B. Sorry, B. I'll see you Monday at noonish. Honestly. All the bandwidth in the world could be contained. No lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Pod B Live. Always knew I'd take the pod this. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gallows. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's up. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My T. Sports.